one peaceful village. Buck introduced flight attendant Hattie Durham to Carpathia, who quickly made her his personal assistant. After coming to faith in Christ under the influence of Rayford, Chloe, and Bruce, Buck felt responsible for Hattie and became desperate to get her away from Carpathia. Demoted for allegedly blowing a major assignment, Buck relocated from New York to Chicago, where he joined Rayford, Chloe, and Bruce as the fourth member of the Tribulation Force. Together these four have determined to stand and fight against all odds, to never give in. Representing millions who missed the opportunity to meet Christ in the air, they have resolved not to lose hold of their newfound faith, no matter what the future might bring. Buck Williams has witnessed the murderous evil power of Nikolai Carpathia, and Bruce Barnes knows from his study of Scripture that dark days lie ahead. The odds are only one of the four members of the Tribulation Force will survive the next seven years. But only Bruce has more than a hint of the terror to come. If the others knew, they might not venture so bravely into the future. Chapter 1 It was Rayford Steele's turn for a break. He pulled the headphones down onto his neck and dug into his flight bag for his wife's Bible, marveling at how quickly his life had changed. How many hours had he wasted during idle moments like this, poring over newspapers and magazines that had nothing to say? After all that had happened, only one book could hold his interest. The Boeing 747 was on auto from Baltimore to a four o'clock Friday afternoon landing at Chicago O'Hare. But Rayford's new first officer, Nick, sat staring ahead anyway as if piloting the plane. Doesn't want to talk to me anymore, Rayford thought. Knew what was coming and shut me down before I opened my mouth. Is it uh, going to offend you if I sit reading this for a while? Rayford asked. The younger man turned and pulled the left phone away from his own ear. Say again? Rayford repeated himself, pointing to the Bible. It had belonged to the wife he hadn't seen for more than two weeks and probably would not see for another seven years. As long as you don't expect me to listen. <laughs> I got that loud and clear, Nick. You understand, I don't care what you think of me, don't you? Sir? Rayford leaned close and spoke louder. What you think of me would have been hugely important a few weeks ago, he said. But, yeah, I know, okay? I got it, Steele, all right? You and lots of other people think the whole thing was Jesus. <laughs> Not buying. Delude yourself, but leave me out of it. Rayford raised his eyebrows and shrugged. You wouldn't respect me if I hadn't tried. <laughs> Don't be too sure. But when Rayford turned back to his reading, it was the Chicago Tribune sticking out of his bag that grabbed his attention. The Tribune, like every other paper in the world, carried the front-page story. During a private meeting at the United Nations, just before a Nikolai Carpathia press conference, a horrifying murder-suicide had occurred. New UN Secretary General Nikolai Carpathia had just installed the ten new members of the expanded Security Council, seeming to err by inaugurating two men to the same position of UN ambassador from the great states of Britain. 
According to the witnesses, billionaire Jonathan Stonegal, Carpathia's friend and financial backer, suddenly overpowered a guard, stole his handgun, and shot himself in the head, the bullet passing through and killing one of the new ambassadors from Britain. United Nations had been closed for the day, and Carpathia was despondent over the tragic loss of his two dear friends and trusted advisers. Bizarre as it might seem, Rayford Steele was one of only four people on the planet who knew the truth about Nikolai Carpathia, that he was a liar, a hypnotic brainwasher, the Antichrist himself. Others might suspect Carpathia of being other than he seemed, but only Rayford, his daughter, his pastor, and his new friend, journalist Buck Williams, knew for sure. Buck had been one of the seventeen in that United Nations meeting room, and he had witnessed something entirely different. Not a murder-suicide, but a double murder. Carpathia himself, according to Buck, had methodically borrowed the guard's...